Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 53 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is September 27th. 2021 i am joined by steven risotto of the rizzo cast podcast he's also been covering the giants for sf bay this year he is also a personal friend and co-giants chatter admin steven welcome back to the pod man how's it going what's going on doug thanks for having me good to be here absolutely uh you can give steven a follow on twitter at steven risotto man exciting times uh the Giants are, are approaching the final uh, week here. They still have that two-game lead over the hated Los Angeles Dodgers. 102 wins, dude. I mean, who who would have thought that? 102 wins, and of course, the second-best team in baseball has 100. <laughs> I know. It I, it's it's crazy. It's cra- I didn't think. I, I don't know if 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 I said this on this show when we did predictions. I think I did it. I said it in the Giants chat roundtable, but. I said 78. I said 78, maybe Oof. 80, maybe they finished 500. And here they are just completely blowing that out of proportion and, you know, 102. And, you know, that's one of the best Giants teams of all time, at least in the modern era. So um, it might be what third in the mo- since 19, since they moved over, it might be 93 had 103. And then you know, there's a few others, I think. Yeah, I I looked at it a week or two ago. Um, like most wins, first of all, most wins in San Francisco, they've they've hit 103 twice, and it was like in 1960 something. Don't quote me on that. And 1993, and then obviously they didn't make the playoffs in '93. The Braves got them when you know the Braves were in the NOS because that geographically made sense at the time. Um, but I think, I think the franchise, it, this includes New York. The most they ever won was 106, I believe. Yes, you're and correct. I'm looking at it now. 106 was the, uh, the most. Was that 162 in, game season too? Uh, no, that wasn't. So that makes oh. it even more impressive. 158. So they won 160, 106 and 52 then. What year was that? 1904. And then in wow. 1905, they wow. played 155 games and won 105 games. That's crazy. So they can very much win 106, tie that all-time record, and go 106 and 56. I mean, they would have to go – they can go 5-1, and one, set the all-time giant single-season win record. They can go 5-1 and one and go 107 and 55. That would be incredible. Um, yeah, this next win would tie the, two, uh, the 1912 New York Giants 
1962 Giants, which, of course, Willie McCovey, if he had hit that ball a little bit higher uh, and not right at Bobby Richardson. And then, of course, 1993 with that 103-win team, and they finished second. Crazy Fred McGriff. Stuff, man. Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff. The, the, hey, hey, the Braves were okay in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were decent. They were all they were right. okay. How did they only get one championship? Mediocre uh, pitching staff. Uh, the New York Yankees. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> true. true. Um, yeah, so just crazy, crazy times, um, especially being a Giants fan. And, you know, we follow and cover the Giants. So uh, crazy stuff. I, I, I wanted to start off. We're basically, you know, just kind of a little mini preview of what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're just going to be looking at this final week. Basically, uh, it's coming down to Giants and Dodgers, even though they don't go head to head this week, unfortunately, which I feel like is like an unwritten sin for whoever created the major league schedule. Um, but whatever, you know, deal with it. Giants won the season series between uh, them and Los Angeles. But yeah, we'll kind of look at that and then we'll kind of look at, uh, you know, pitching this next week. I kind of want to see who matches up where and when. I thought that'd be interesting and important. So, but even more important now, obviously, uh, I am, and I say this every freaking episode, <laughs> I, I, I have been critical of Brandon about his entire career. Now, I, just as much as I love to hate him, I also admit when I'm wrong about things. And Brandon Belt, you know, he's been in 97 games this year. And if you were to tell me he was going to play in 97 games, I would be like, figures. Um, but uh, you know, those 97 games he's been in, he has been fantastic. I mean, he's got a career high, 29 home runs, and it sucks. And well, let's let's beat the news before we start talking about it. Um, I know yesterday, and you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, they they did an x-ray and they said it was inconclusive. Um, so they had to do some more tests today when he got back to get San Francisco. Um, I think an hour, hour and a half ago, uh some of the beat writers, including like Kerry Crowley and Alex Pavlovich said that he indeed had a fracture in that thumb. He took a 93 mile an hour fastball squaring around for a bunt and we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, broke his, uh, his throwing hand, his left thumb. Um, so unfortunate break there, no pun intended. Uh, so yeah, it's, it just sucks because Brandon belt had been playing so well lately. Um, you know, talk about the impact of his injury and how it affects the Giants in the at least the near future. Yeah, this is a really tough, tough situation here for the Giants. Um, Belt, since you know, we know him now as the captain, and I know you're kind of you know not not fine with that term, and I understand it, but Giants fans like it. And that game where he declared himself the captain was on September 10th. And is that long ago already? I know it feels crazy. It's been wow. just over 15 days since that Man. happened. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. Uh, but since that happened, Brenda Belt has led Major League Baseball in homers. He's tied with Giancarlo Stanton. He, I believe he has, I'm looking at it right now. So he leads Major League Baseball in homers tied. He's second in weighted runs created plus only behind Juan Soto, who is just an unbelievable hitter. He's hitting yeah. 386. He's got a 493 on base and an 877 slugging. So he's been one of the better, wow. you know, top three or four hitters since that day. And then if we look at the whole year in terms of baseball, and we look at maybe a minimum of 350 plate appearances, 
Belt is second in weighted runs created plus, only behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Who's having an all-time year. Who's having, so. you know, he's having a triple crown worthy year. And yeah. he's probably going to be second in the MVP voting behind which, Otani. Which I disagree with. <laughs> but yeah. That's that's for a different discussion. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but basically how concerned... And a lot of people are saying, you know, they'd miss his defense. And I understand that, but I'm missing the bat. I, I really am missing the bat, especially after reading those numbers. And he's he was red hot uh, up until the point of the injury. And it was just an unfortunate situation. He's had a very, un- I wouldn't, he is injury prone, but it's not by, it's not like he's, you know, with these kinds of injuries, it's not like he's running. And he blows out a hamstring, which has happened before. He's landed on the DL for you know, uh, knee June. injuries. <laughs> yeah, I know knee injuries. But some of the stuff has happened that has happened to him can happen to anybody. Like getting hit in the hand. It's happened twice now. For sure. He's yeah. fractured that thumb twice. He's gotten hit in the head four times, four concussions. So, I mean, it's that's really why the Giants fans think of him as such an inconsistent player from you know, that point of view is because he's never really healthy. Um, But in in terms of what they would do to replace him, I mean, you'll agree with me on this. We've seen it already. Like Lamont Wade Jr. is going to step in there. Darren Ruff, hopefully he'll be back soon. He's going to step in there. Don't forget the Giants have had the most homers this year at first base. And most of that, yeah, is Brandon Belt. But Wade, I believe, has like nine of them at while at, playing uh, first, first. Base, while yeah. playing first and he's got 18 so half of wade's home runs have come at first base darren yeah. ruff was great there so i think the biggest adjustment is you know committing to steven duggar in center field that's probably your biggest adjustment that or you know mike kostremski's got to wake up alex dickerson's got to wake up so yeah evan longoria is going to be facing a lot more right-handed pitching so those are my takeaways from this, the, but hopefully he comes back. So I don't know what the timetable is, so we'll see. The, the quantity of options, like the numbers are there. They have the guys to do it. I Before I give my thoughts on Bell, I just I looked at this too because I wanted to see his numbers ever since he came back from that leg injury um, that happened. I believe it was, what, the end of June, and he did it against the Angels. Um, 180 plate appearances, 18 home runs. That's a home run every 10, 10 plate appearances, which is incredible. Um, and, and also that's 18 in, you know, 180 plate appearances, which was his career high in home runs coming into this year. He never had more than 18 and he did that in his last 180 plate appearances, uh, 31 RBIs, uh, hit 297 with an on base of 394. The one that sticks out to me, and this is at an elite level, his ISO, which is slugging minus average, I believe. Is that correct? Um, was 394. That's like off the charts. That means every time he's coming up, uh, he's pretty much hitting for extra base hits. Uh, just incredible numbers that he's put up. Now, and and, and yes, like a 183 WRC plus, uh, the weighted runs created plus. So mm-hmm. just just gaudy numbers. Um, the, the thing, though, is, in, yes, Obviously, they're going to miss his back because he's been incredible, especially as of late. Um, and, and I'm also looking at his numbers. He was on a six-game hitting streak, uh, and four of those games he had multiple hits. You know, so obviously the bat is going to be missed. There's no question about that. Uh, but we were talking about this with the other 
Giants chatter at me before this. Like, I really do think that they're going to miss him more defensively. Obviously, you know, uh, Wade and Ruff are not a Brandon Belt uh, when it comes to his bat this year. And we're hoping um, that uh, Ruff is able to come off the IL with that oblique strain um, by maybe this weekend. He can uh, play against the Padres and be ready to go for the postseason. But, you know, the, like you even mentioned, the numbers for, for first baseman hitting are there with or without Belt. And our buddy Chris Corbett put in a great stat. The 35 games um, that Belt was gone, the Giants went 21 and 14, like, which is a, you know, it, it's a good winning percentage. They can still win without Brandon Belt. The main concern for me is, is we've seen Darren Ruff and we've seen Wilmer Flores and we've seen Lamont Wade over at first base. It is not the same. Uh, Brandon Belt's got a very, very good glove. Um, that's one thing I've never knocked about Brandon Belt is mm-hmm. he's got a great glove and it's uh, crazy that he doesn't have a gold glove. You can thank Freddie Freeman for that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, yes, they'll miss his bat, but they will miss his glove more. And I just hope it doesn't come down to, you know, he's not in there and there's an error at first base that could cost them a playoff game or the season. So, yeah, I'm and, about that. and I will agree with you that this is a little I think they're better equipped to lose Brandon Belt now than what they were a while back, because sure. now they have Chris Bryant and now they have, you know, Lamont Wade, who they now know can play first base. You know, whether, you know, way back when it was kind of more of a project and they they weren't really sure about him playing over there. Now you have Steven Duggar, who's more established. Um, and, and honestly, I, I think Darren Ruff will come back and play a lot more in the outfield. I think that's where his his profile is set in the outfield against left handed pitching because you would. He's not off in left field. He's not, he's not. And I think what the giants, he, he, you know what he does really good in left field. And this is what I, I mentioned this once. This is what all giants do good in left field in the outfield in general, they cut balls off and Darren Ruff just very randomly does that. <laughs> it's funny. You wouldn't expect him to, but I think, you know, you want to get him and Flores as bad in the lineup and that's a way to do it. And, you know, but I, I think we don't know enough about belts injury to determine what the postseason is going to look like. I think he's going to be done for the rest of the season, but if they make it past the division series and if, you know, assuming they make it to the, to straight to the division series, if they make it past the division series, I wouldn't rule them out completely for the championship series. I mean, I I wouldn't at all. Um, I, but I, I think that they'll be fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule him out. And Alex Pavlovich even said, hey, he's a very fast healer. He came back from his knee injury quick. He has come back from other injuries quick, the concussions he's gotten over those. So, I mean, I don't know how worried we should be about this, but yeah, I, I think that first base should be fine. I, I'm not going to call this great news at all because it's not. But, no. you know, history shows, science shows, it's better to break something than to damage a ligament. And so we have a fractured bone here. And yeah, I mean, even if, trust me, I mean, it, I, if I was a betting man, it's, we, we don't know the severity of it there. It could be, you know, a fracture that takes a couple weeks and maybe he can start swinging a bat again. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe guys get hot and he could heal fast and be, especially even by, uh, you know, the world series time. If they get there, you said LCS, I'd be more optimistic. Maybe he can be available 
um, in the World Series. And uh, maybe he can't throw a ball, but you know what? In the World Series, especially on those away games, he could hit or he could DH. So um, it's just a possibility. You know, the Giants, again, the Giants have depth options here. They have the numbers. So, no, I'm not – I don't think it would be right of us to come on here and rule them out for the season. You know, we'll know. I'm sure they won't say anything else the rest of the night. We'll hear tomorrow, um, you know, what the corresponding move is. Maybe he tricks uh, us all him. and tapes it up and tapes it up or something and, <sighs> you know, just leaves the thumb hanging up above because it's his top hand on the bat. Um, yeah. I mean, at least it's not – and the top hand is kind of your guider. So, um, your well, the top hand is your weight is on your bottom. Your, hand. Your, yeah, yeah, bottom hand is is definitely uh, what you would be more concerned with. But, Correct. Uh, man, can you imagine if like that would amplify the whole captain thing? It really would. Like he comes back against even, you know the San Diego series, and yeah. he's got <laughs> he's got it taped. He's got it. He just misses a few games. Doesn't even require an IL stint. Comes back with it taped, and you know makes a throwing error or something, but shakes it off, hits a bomb the next inning. I mean, that would I, just be amazing. I think out of like, say, say though, he's not like seriously, you know, injured. He could play through it somehow. I don't think that uh, the giants would be like, you know, we need you to play this weekend. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. I wonder if they're just like, Hey, seriously, rest up that hand, do some physical treatment, th- therapy, whatever. He's a free agent. Be- <laughs> Be, be ready. Yeah, no kidding. But be ready for, you know, next week when the postseason starts and maybe we'll see you then and, and you can make that NLDS roster or, you know, the wild card roster. It, or if it's a wild card game and be like, hey, you know, you're not going to start today. But, you know, if we have a righty on the mound in the eighth inning, we need you to pinch hit. You know, we'll go down swinging with you. And I, who knows? I, I think we'll know a lot more in the next 24 48 hours and if that were the case i would want him seeing velocity every day whether that be a machine live pitching doesn't even need to swing but just just see it just see it visual yes so we'll see hopefully it's uh it's lighter and and he can somehow some way um because i know back in 14 he fractured his thumb and he missed paul mahalam yeah he missed eight weeks so that's two months, which, you know, that would, that would put you at the end, like you're done for the season, but well, that time we'll was see. a clear break. This one's a fracture. Yeah. So it's a fracture and it wasn't picked up yesterday. So it could be a very minor fracture. Um, so that's why I'm, you know, we'll see. God, we'll too see bad. It so. wasn't the pinky or something you know, like, you know, that would be so much it more still hurt. <laughs> it would still hurt, but I mean, at least it's not the thumb. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, so let's kind of talk about the NL West here. Uh, the Giants, like you mentioned earlier, 102 and 54. They just finished up their final uh, road series of the year by sweeping for the second time this month, the Rockies in Colorado, which I don't care how good or bad the Rockies are. And I don't care who the other team is going in there. That's impressive. That's damn impressive. They're a good um, home team. Yeah, they are. They're, you know, what were they? 46 and 32 uh after today where the Rockies at home that would be a playoff team in most years too bad they're 25 and 52 on the road um but yeah so the Giants 102 and 54 they're off today the Dodgers also off today are 156 so you know we kind of we'll we'll get a little more into specifics but the magic number as it sits right now would be five the Giants get to 107 wins Uh, that means they go five and one the Dodgers can't reach that um so with with what we have left 
The Giants have three, and they're all at home, three against the Diamondbacks starting tomorrow, Tuesday through Thursday, and then Friday through Sunday, they have three against the Padres who have been eliminated and technically aren't playing for anything except finish it over 500. Um, so, and, and the Dodgers, the rest of this week, have the Padres tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, and they're all at home too. So that's in LA and then three against the Milwaukee Brewers uh, Friday through Sunday. So, and we'll kind of talk about that Brewer series in a little bit, because that, that might have some changes to the pitching projections and everything too. But um, top of the head, Stephen, like what, what is the Giants record they need to do these next six games to win the NL West outright? Well, I mean, I think if we're talking like a wish list type thing that Giants fans would want, I mean, there's a clear answer at six and zero. Oh, but <laughs> baseball works in mysterious ways, and I understand that the Diamondbacks are not the best team in baseball, and probably maybe the worst. Um, it's Denver, Baltimore, a, yeah, Baltimore, <laughs> and San Diego's throwing out Joe Musgrove. You Darvish, apparently. I mean, what is that supposed to mean? Is that supposed to mean that they're, you know, maybe they pull those guys back? But I, I would say five and one would be solid. I mean, well, you need the Dodgers to go six and one, right? They can't lose. It, it, they can't it wouldn't lose even matter. Games. The Giants go five and one. They win the West. No, it's over. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Uh, I think that's what, and then, you know, you, you lose that, uh, you use that last game. Preferably you have a leftover game. And you tandem Sammy Long and Scott Casimir or something. <laughs> that would yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to look at it like worst case scenario. Say the Giants ha- just have a shit week. And yeah. they go three and three. They, uh, you know, say they take two or three against Arizona, but they lose two or three against the Padres somehow. That would put them at three and three. That would put them at 105 and 57. The Dodgers would still have to go five and one in their final six games just to force a game 163. Yeah. They would have to go six and zero oh to claim the NL West outright. Now, would it surprise me if the Dodgers went six and zero? Oh? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, the reality of it is uh, I, I just don't see the Giants. The Giants have gone 14 and two against the Diamondbacks this year which is incredible. There, there's a very good chance that they win 16, 17 games against one team this year. Um, yeah, but we saw they, how tough Arizona played the Dodgers. And if that's going to want to play spoiler, they're going to want to play the spoiler. NLS. I Absolutely. mean, every, you know, the, the diamondbacks are going into this with the mindset of, Hey, we have not been on anybody's radar this entire season. We were eliminated already. We've been written off, you know, you know, we've been written off by the giants. You know, they're going to go into this coming off a nice core sweep and, you know, they're going to want to play us tough. We just played the Dodgers tough, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to let up. And I, that's why we're seeing some, you know, match. They're facing Merrill Kelly, Merrill Kelly for the on like Wednesday, 25th time this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, you know, Madison Baumgartner, we're going to see him Thursday, first time in front of the home crowd. Um, it, it won't be, e- and you know, it, it won't be easy. And I know that's definitely a cliche that probably is better not said because it's obvious, it's implied. But I, I think, 
you would, you would, I'm more concerned to see what they do with that Thursday start. I know I'm going off the, off the rails here. That's what right. would happen with that Thursday start? I mean, is it Scott Casimir? Is it Johnny Cueto activated? What, I mean, you know, who's thrown for Arizona on Thursday, Madison Bumgarner. It's Bumgarner. Yep. So who would you have thrown for the giants? The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. I'm not sure. I would let let, let me let me let's let's discuss Tuesday Wednesday real quick. But I yeah. do want to I do want to talk about who the heck throws Thursday for the Giants. So, but tomorrow, Logan Webb's going to be going for the Giants against Luke Weaver. Now, Luke Weaver, um, I've always kind of liked watching Luke Weaver pitch. Um, he's 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 been. Eh, this year he's got he's three and six with a four three eight three eight ERA. But when he's on, he's actually a pretty good pitcher. Uh, Logan Webb obviously struggled in his last start, but um, hoping he's back home and you know he's fresh, ready to go. That he uh, he has a good outing. He's in, in his two starts against Arizona. Uh, he's gone twelve innings. He has fifteen strikeouts, the one walk, and a two point two five ERA. So. Logan Webb has fared well against Diamondbacks. So I would assume the Giants get off on the right foot tomorrow, probably should win that game. Um, their 15th win <laughs> against Arizona yeah. this year. Which Hope is he incredible. goes deep, you know? Uh, yeah. Hey, maybe another, you know, base hit Logan Webb or extra base hit Logan Webb has been the theme this year. So do you, do you agree with me? You think, I mean, is there anything preventing the Giants from winning tomorrow? Fresh bullpen. Today's off. I mean, um, I think, Logan Webb has, even with these clunkers, I don't think it's concerning at all. I think if he has a, you know, we saw it in Colorado. I think he had a bad first inning, right? And then the next inning Rebounded, was like a okay. seven yeah. pitch inning. I mean, he has learned so well that his movement will take him through games. Like he doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be fancy with any of his pitches. Yeah. You know, you could, you could try and throw a sinker right down the middle of the plate and that's not where it's going to go. You could try and throw a, a nice slider low and away to a, a right-handed hitter, and he, you're going to get chases. I mean, we thought coming out of spring training, Webb was primarily a four-seam changeup guy. The changeup, remember how big of a pitch that was in spring training? Yeah. And now it's his third pitch. So, I mean... His sinker's his best pitch by a mile. Sinker's his best pitch. Slider's kind of moved into that number two spot. Changeup's been great, too. When he needs to, he could whip out the fastball, the four-seamer. I don't think there's really any concern there, but I, you know, I don't know how much you want to set up the uh, the Wednesday game because I got some thoughts on that. 
Yeah, Alex Wood Wednesday for the Giants against Merrill Kelly. And I was looking at, and I'm, I'm probably still a little thunder here, but I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Um, yeah. I, you know, Wood did throw the other day. Um, he went four innings, gave up two earned, seven Ks, no, wa- uh, no walks. Um, I thought he actually looked fairly good. And it, I think they're trying to stretch him back out. So I wonder, because I think he got, what, three innings against their, our Atlanta he got four innings the other day. I wonder if they'll try and stretch him out to maybe five or six. Um, if obviously, if everything's going well on Wednesday, the the thing that sticks out to me, um, two two different lines here against Arizona this year. Four starts, twenty one innings pitch. He's given up thirteen earned runs, so they have been able to to hit him a little bit. Um, but his two starts in September, yeah, seven innings, eleven Ks, no walks. So he's thrown for strikes right now. Um, what what concerns you on Wednesday? Like what what do you got for me? I so he's coming off COVID, and yeah. I know we have been for weeks trying to figure out what the playoff rotation and stuff would look like. This could be his last start in a Giants uniform, or at least in 2021. Uh, and that's my hot take, but maybe it's not a hot take. But uh, Alex, what <laughs> is the only guy who I just don't know what his role is going to be? You know, I don't, I'm obviously, I think you have your top three starters locked and Alex Wood. you know, maybe you need a game for a uh, game, game four starter at some point um, down the road. And maybe he's a guy who only pitches and blowout games out of long relief. Maybe he spot starts during the postseason. I don't know, but this is a good chance for Alex Wood. And obviously when the Dodgers used him in 2020, he was out of the bullpen but this is a start right here. Like, and I agree with you. I think they would try and, and get him stretched out. Um, hopefully he would give you six. I think that would help, especially coming off of a Logan Webb start where basically, you know, you're expecting six and seven from Logan Webb every night. And then yeah. going into an Alex Wood start coming off COVID, you know, a few COVID rattled starts. Cause let's be honest, COVID has had a fingerprint on his last two starts in terms of length. Sure. Um, so it would it would help to get length out of him and and out of all these starters because at the end of the, at the end of the day, starting pitching is so big in postseason, but bullpens are arguably bigger. So you know this is a good chance for him to figure out what his role is here in, in postseason. So I think these are going to be a lot of innings that he throws on uh, on Wednesday that people are having their eye on especially in the Giants front office and coaching staff. And we're, we're going to talk more about the rotation in this upcoming final regular season week mm-hmm. too. And we'll, we'll talk about Alex Wood again, because I do have some thoughts about him, but opposing him will be uh, Merrill Kelly, who has very much struggled on the road this year, five, five, six ERA. Um, he's, this will be his sixth start against the Sick Giants. Sick of hearing so his name. Sick I, of hearing the, it. The, I'm pretty sure I've seen, I saw, I've seen him pitch um, this year against the Giants in person. Uh, Six start, he's gotten 29 innings against the Giants, uh, 14 earned runs. So the Giants very much can um, do some damage against him. Uh, you know, so in his two September starts, by the way, he's gone 10 in uh, two thirds. He's given up 10 earned. So he's and not he's pitching had, well he's, recently either. Yeah, he's com- he's coming off of a really bad COVID, uh, COVID yeah. case where it knocked him out for a long time. So Two COVID guys going at it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's less COVID-y shall win. Um, 
So, yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I mean, anything, again, same question is for tomorrow's game for Wednesday. I mean, uh, anything that you think, like, how would the Giants lose this game? You know, Wood just is bad and gets blown up somehow? Yeah, I mean, I think what I would imagine uh, an Alex Wood bad start would be hits, you know, all these hits in a row where he just gets knocked around for an inning. And we saw it that one night where I forgot who they were playing, but he gave up like four straight doubles and they scored like a ton of runs in a matter of 12 seconds. (laughs) So that would be, you know, a string of hits. I think in the middle of, in the middle of his, his outing would, would definitely be a, uh, uh, not a bright spot in terms of, hitting i think the giants six times they should have kelly's game plan and they should know it like the back of their hand and from what i recall he's a fastball guy and you know giants are a fastball hitting team um and they like to jump on fastball pitchers that usually you know the giants will kind of be a little uh um you know conservative and in work counts and they showed it yesterday um you know, fastball guys on the mound, they're going to want to go, go after you. I think the Giants swung at like four of the first six pitches yesterday. Yeah. Um, so they want to jump on fastball pitchers for sure. And this goes for every series that they, this goes for ev- any series that any baseball team plays. And especially, I think, in the postseason, especially if you could knock that starter out of the game early, especially the first game of the series. If if you haven't done that and you're down to your last game of the series, it really doesn't matter. But if you get to the bullpen in like the fifth inning or even, you know, more generous, the, the fourth inning, and you mm-hmm. do that two nights in a row, by that third night, it's it's a mess. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a complete mess. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. The Giants working counts, you know, 70 pitches through three, and the guy's out of the game when his pitcher, when his uh, batting, you know, spot comes up in the lineup. So, you know, you have to be able to work counts. And I think the giants do it better than anybody. Uh, They get pitches to hit. If they don't, they either spoil it or they don't swing. I mean, that's their game plan. So, I mean, that's what they need to do against Kelly, especially. And, you know, against anybody they move, they, they face moving forward here. Yeah, I agree. I so I mean the first two games, Weaver and Kelly on the bump for Arizona. I'm not I'm not concerned about the Giants scoring runs. I, I think they'll be able to uh, you know play at least four or five runs in those first two games, and hopefully that's enough. Um, we'll see uh, what kind of web we get tomorrow night, and obviously Wood on Wednesday. I think we'll uh, get Logan Webb on. Uh, <laughs> we'll get Logan. No other web. <laughs> Smart that ass. joke went way over your head, didn't it? Uh, no, it didn't. What are you talking about? I know I'm old, but come on, I get no, it. I showed my age right there. So <laughs> go. Anyways, uh, Thursday, you kind of touched on it. This is the game that sticks out to you because, you know, there's nobody listed to start uh, for the Giants here. It's it's kind of a to-be-determined. We it, it, Madison Bumgarner is lined up to throw for the Diamondbacks. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. Is this a game where uh, Scott Casimir throws – um, he was actually, you know, fairly effective as in last start on uh, September 22nd. Uh, so this would be, you know, more than enough time rest for him. Um, he went four innings against the Padres, uh, three walks, three strikeouts, but just gave up one unearned run. Um, he faced 20 batters. And uh, yeah, I know they ended up, uh, Is I believe that was the game they ended up winning still. Um, yeah, if I'm mistaken. I'm- if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, so it, he threw pretty well in his last start. And so I would say he's definitely an option and maybe the leading option to throw Thursday. But now we kind of get into this, hey, how do these first two games go? And now we got to start lining stuff up for next week because, um, you know, as it is right now, the stock set up for this weekend against the Padres. Friday would be Anthony DiSclafati. Um, Saturday, Kevin Gosman, who's coming off a fantastic start yesterday um, against the Rockies in Colorado. And then as it is right now, Logan Webb would line up to finish on Sunday, October 3rd. Um, you know, so as it is, I'm already like, I, I know you want to talk about Thursday. I'm like thinking about worst case scenario next Monday, but you know, so, so do you think it's Thursday, Thursday's Casmer's game or do the giants maybe, um, open up with a Dominic Leone or something and, and do a bullpen game? So that's what I was leaning towards before you brought that up. Um, Logan Webb starting the final game of the season. I mean, mm. especially if they might have clinched the division already. I mean, if they clinched the division already, he should not no, under any circumstances be starting that game. Correct. Um, but even if he starts like, oh, gosh, because Monday would be the tiebreaker. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, um, so that would be the one, the game one, that'd be game 163. I think. I think I, I'm gonna look it up. I'm not 100 sure. Um, I, I I think the NL wild card game would be is that Tuesday? Let me double check. But keep going. No, that, on that's Wednesday. Here. I'm pretty sure that's Wednesday. Wild card game. You're right. Wild, Oct- yeah. Wednesday, October 6th would be the NL wild card game. You're so right. Tuesday so Tuesday is the American League wild card correct. game. I think. So Monday would be a game 163, which would be Giants or Giants and Dodgers. Um, so it really depends. I mean, you know, the Giants do 100% control their own destiny, but there's no doubt about it that they're going to be looking to see what the Dodgers are doing and um, and kind of defer how they're going to do their rotation. I might have figured it so. out. I might have figured it out. Okay, well, maybe we you do start. Maybe you do start Casimir on Wednesday. Okay. And oh, on Wednesday? On, on Sorry, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. On Thursday. Maybe you do start him on Thursday. Sunday, whatever happens. And I know that, you know, if Sunday, most likely, and I get, I don't want to make any assumptions here, but we're here to do that though. Yeah, I mean, this is what ca- I want to yeah, do with this rotation. Best case scenario. Sunday is a throwaway game. You activate Johnny Cueto and you send Scott Casimir out. You don't need Ooh. him anymore. That would, be, you know, Johnny Cueto is waiting in the wings. And I think he needs a start. Yeah. Or he, need, he needs the pitch. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't, and, and I'm also, I would be, intrigued to hear because if they do do a bullpen game on thursday and they send out a guy to you know after throwing and they bring up is jay jackson up (laughs) i don't think he is no i think he's technically uh not on the active roster so you send someone out bring up a jay jackson i want to know what that impacts for making your 26 man postseason roster if there's still the waiting period to call a guy back up so i'd have to look into that but, you know who is on the active roster too, though. Don't forget. Just just throwing out options yeah. for starters. Jose Quintana. Is Jose Quintana. Mm. Yeah. So you have a few options: Johnny Cueto, yeah. Scott Casimir, bullpen. Especially Sunday. And now let's just say we'll go with your, uh, you know, I'm not going to say prediction, but your idea of Giants have clinched. Say they clinch Saturday, and they're like, hey, you know, Sunday we're going to rest most of our dudes. 
let's start Johnny Cueto for three innings. Let's give Quintana three innings. And, you know, let's bring up Sammy Long, too. He can maybe pitch a couple innings, um, and they can have that bullpen rested. Um, but but you also have to factor in maybe they don't want to give him too much rest. So I wonder if, you know, that's a, a Cueto three, Quintana two or three, and then they give, you know, a couple of bullpen arms, you know, one inning each just to kind of stay. Because if the Giants do indeed clinch the National League West, they wouldn't play again until Friday, October 8th. So that would be yeah. four off days um, before their, their next action. So that, yeah, you, you that could give Rogers, too. you know, Rogers an outing or something or yeah. Leon. Um, and I would assume that Jake McGee is going to be ready. I know oblique is a tough injury, but I haven't heard anything, any update on him. Um, but I mean, he's got to be ready for a Friday game one. Right. I mean, that, that has to be, I mean, I, maybe I, I'm just misevaluating an oblique strain, right? But yeah, he's been on, he's, he's, he was put on the IL on uh, the 17th. So technically, like he could pitch tomorrow um, if they activate him. I, I, I wonder if they just give him an extra day or two, hopefully, you know, just so he's fresh for this weekend. And then he has indeed thrown by this weekend before going into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, but I'd so say the one thing that, that I want to look happen. at the one thing yeah, that I do it. want to look into is the call up. Cause I know that there's a waiting period to, to call a guy up after you sent him down, unless there's an injury. So, you know, if you send a guy down that you want to carry on your bullpen roster, uh, or if you want to carry on your roster for the bullpen in the postseason, like, you know, I'm, you know, like a Jose Quintana, if you want to carry him, if you want to carry a Jay Jackson, I would want to see if that waiting period holds up um I, i'd have to look into it but because that would really you know if it if it doesn't if it doesn't hold up and you could just make your roster from scratch then go with the bullpen game on on thursday go with the bullpen game and then maybe you have casimir start or maybe casimir is a part of the bullpen game um which i mean every start I guess would say that, right? What what if they did this? And I I'm assuming that how the next three days go for both the Giants and the Dodgers would probably have a big say in this. But what if they, you know, Web tomorrow, Wood Wednesday, they do like a Leon slash bullpen game Thursday. What if they went Casimir Friday, Disco Saturday, and then Gosman Sunday? And then Webb is ready for Monday just in case. I mean, if, if the Dodgers are still right there and the Giants drop a game or two, and hey, there's a very good chance. But also, Di I mean, we can, we would can... be, but Di Scalfani would be starting the wild card game, right? Or would he? Uh, be... he could, well, that he would be if if I'm doing what I just said, he would be throwing Saturday, and that wild card game's Wednesday. Um. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I mean, you're saying if there's what? a game 163, <laughs> you're saying if there's a game 163 Monday and they lose and they're in that wild card game on Wednesday playing uh, probably the, well, it's going to be the Cardinals. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, there's so many ways you got to look at this because what if the Giants and the Dodgers are deadlocked, uh, same record after Saturday going into Sunday? You know, do you pitch to win the NL West on Wednesday or on Sunday, or do you, you know, look forward and be like, hey, 
we need to have uh, some a guy that we trust on Monday because we're gonna the Dodgers are gonna be here on Monday. I mean, what do you do there? I think you have to you have to try and win the NL West. I like, agree because if you try, if you don't, then you're stuck with two winner take all. Or not, you know, the one sixty three is not a winner take all, but you're playing like it. So it's you would basically play two elimination games, in my opinion. Even basically. though it's technically not, but yes. No, I agree a hundred percent. Uh, so if you don't try and win the division, your alternative is two games that you should not be playing and that you, you want to avoid hundred percent playing. So that's why. And honestly, if there, if that is the route they take and Gosman and, you know, Webb start those two games that you don't want to play, I would not be shocked to see a bullpen game in the wild card game. I wouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> now that, that's a that's a completely different scenario, but I would not be or, shocked. Or what if game one sixty three? Uh, hold, hold, let me look at this real quick. Let's let's switch over to the Dodgers. Or you use the bullpen game for that. <laughs> Bueller throws tomorrow. Scherzer is Wednesday. Scherzer perfectly lines up, of course. Yeah, they could pick Monday. out of a hat out of those three guys. You know. <laughs> Of who they could start. And then you have Clayton Kershaw sitting back there as the four. You're absolutely throwing Max Scherzer right now. He came off his worst start as a Dodger. Bueller has not been great lately. And Kershaw is still fairly fresh. He's what had two starts, um, you know, since coming off the aisle. And I didn't even get into, you know, the, I, I wanted to touch on the, the Dodgers and Brewers series because the Brewers are playing for literally nothing this weekend. They already clinched the NL Central. They can't catch the Giants or the Dodgers. Like they're going to be playing either the Braves or um, the Phillies in the NLDS. So like Lauer's lined up for Friday. Who's been good? Corbin Burns Saturday and Freddie Peralta Sunday. Like I, I, I'm sure there's going to be some changes there. Um, so the Dodgers could very easily, you know, run into two, two wins against the Brewers, possibly even sweep because they have Kershaw, Urias, and Bueller lined up. And so – Assuming the Brewers make changes, the Dodgers had the pitching advantage in all three of those games. Yeah. I mean, that would be the downside of it, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously you don't want LA to have any fighting chance. And if those three guys, Lauer, Burns, and Peralta are out there, um, that would be a good thing because those are competent arms and yes, you know, the brewers wouldn't start going, you know, their first game would be the same Friday that the division series starts. So um, their starters would have full rest, you know, right. Full rest. However, you know, the only reason that they would pull them out of that start would be to, you know, you pure don't want to risk injury or pure anything rest. or yeah. pure rest. It, it, for... Avoiding avoiding injury, yeah. Yeah, avoiding it be the, a, the it, worst. It, it, I don't think it would, it would be a risk or it would be a rest, but mostly avoiding injury uh, reasons. So, I mean, we can go on and on about this. We, we've been babbling now for like 15 minutes on this, but it's like there's so many things that uh, this three-game series with Arizona is huge. I mean, just go freaking sweep. Uh, if if possible, and um, that would make things this weekend a lot easier because that means they probably only have to take one against San Diego. I mean, worst case scenario, I'm a worst case scenario kind of guy. Well, Thursday so. would determine what their aspect is. You know, thurs Thursday would determine a lot. I feel like I'm going to be there determine... Thursday too. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm going to be there Wednesday. That will okay. deter. That game will determine if they are playing for the wild card 
or not. No, I should not never say it. if they're playing for the division or if they're like, you know what? We're in the playoffs. We're just going to play good baseball. Right. I mean, there's yeah. a difference between those two. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So I, man, it's crazy. So uh, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to end on. I just wanted to talk about the pitching and see what can happen. And I think maybe we're more confused now than what we were <laughs> when we started talking about it. So the good thing is, is I trust, I, I, I trust, you know, this front office and I trust Gabe Kapler um, in what they're going to do. The great thing is I'll, I'll kind of end on this, like talking about an individual guy. It was really good to see Kevin Gosman mm. throw really well against um, Rocky, the Rockies in Colorado yesterday. And even after the game, I it sounded like he said he's figured everything out. Uh, he said he could locate any pitch at any time. And um, if we can get Kevin Gosman right going into the playoffs, that's an absolute huge boost for San Francisco. Yeah, um, and so. the most encouraging thing about that is like what you just said, making a mechanical adjustment. It's It was encouraging that he said yeah. that and that it worked. Uh, you know, just I can't even imagine, you know, flittering with something in the bullpen and saying, okay, I think I might've figured it out to going into a game and then going, yeah, okay. I figured it out. Like that's yeah. such a probably great feeling. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's probably thrilled. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's a, he's an animal when he's, when he's good with that splitter. And to be honest with you, Kevin Gosman is at his worst when he falls behind the count with the fastball because then the splitter is so expected and then the fastball is. so expected. So, I mean, if he could get it and he's like Logan Webb in a sense where he, you know, he doesn't take too many pitches to get through six innings. So yeah, that would be crazy. That one, two punch, I think. And if, if you get six, five, even out of D Sclafani during postseason, I think you're dandy. You turn it over that bullpen, you know, you, you trust what this bullpen's done. Um, and to think the last thought on Gosman too is uh, he, the way he was able to effectively use when and where he was planning a splitter yesterday. I mean, it's scientifically proven, like you're going to get less movement on your pitches in Colorado. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. No. And, and you know what, if you're figuring it out, like it's even a better feeling that, Hey, I figured it out there. You know, my shit's going to look really good San Francisco this weekend. So uh, that's just a huge boost. And, and how did he get 25 swings? You bring up a good point. How do you get 25, 25 swings? swings and misses. Honestly, yeah. how did, how like no, nobody Ow. goes in the call. And, <laughs> that's my Stephen A. Smith moment. Uh, nobody goes into Colorado and, and like has a splitter that. working or has any breaking pitch working. So hats off. Got to rely on your fastball most of the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible. So um, I'm excited for these final how? six games. It's going to be crazy. Um so yeah, are, so you're are you working on Wednesday or are you just going as a fan? I will be working Wednesday. I'll awesome. be covering Wednesday's game and I will be covering uh that very possibly other crazy game on Sunday, which we don't know what they're going to be doing with their pitching. So Wednesday, Man. Sunday and then I will be out of town actually for the first 3 games of the division series, so that's a big killer, but if they stick in it, I will be there for every single postseason game and I have every single postseason game for SF Bay, not just the home games either. So I'll be wow, covering all you, the games. Man. Yep. Not, not, uh, not traveling, but still I will be uh, in attendance for home games and still be covering away games. 
That's awesome. And if you haven't read Stephen's stuff on SF Bay, it's it's great. Um, you can find his stuff on his Twitter at Stephen Risotto. Um, he has his own podcast, Rizzocast, which covers a lot of Giants, but other stuff baseball uh, related. And as a well. Giants and week coming up on Rizzocast. First Ooh. week of October. Next week will be a Giants week. Say hey, Doug. Say hey, Rob. I'm going to try and get you guys on. Um, I'll talk just to my some, uh, just agent. some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if some Giants fans on here know Tyler Hall, uh, who oh, is yeah. the, uh, one of the extra K's that one time uh, in right field. He'll be on the show to give kind of a fan perspective. And Mark Willard will be finishing it off with Mark Willard will be coming on the show as well from that KMBR. week from KMBR, who hosts the Mark Willard show on KMBR weeknights. So it should be yep. a nice uh, setup for uh, our Giants week at RizzoCast. I'm excited, man. And make sure you're listening to this. Make sure you're on Giants Chatter on Facebook. The game threads are going to be hot this week, um, hot, especially hot. going into the postseason. So make sure you're joined up on there. The link hot, is hot, in the hot. episode description below. Steven, man, thanks for coming on. That was fun. Um, let's just let's just yeah, let's just go six and oh and not, not make it even close and win the division, huh? Yeah, man, I, I can't wait for us to look back on this podcast and every single thing that we said would end up being wrong. <laughs> and Logan <laughs> Webb pitches like on two days rest in the wild card game. It's gonna be what in the great. Bruce Bochy is this? <laughs> well, he tried to go out there, he threw really well. You know, Logan just a good kid. <laughs> Steven, thanks for coming on. Uh, and until next time for the Say Hey Podcast. Good day. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's bye-bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.